Alrighty guys, uh, welcome to another episode of my podcast, this is uh, Shane the Bogan Life Coach and um, look, uh, I'm going to continue with my series, what do we need to know right now? Distilling the minds of experts during times of strife and uh, you know, I'm keeping up the momentum of having heaps of heaps sick guests with me and uh, today is no exception. So uh, if you're thinking that, you know, uh, these sort of times are... Um, a catalyst for uh, you know the emergence of negative emotions and uh, and difficult times. Well, it's quite possible that the chat we're going to have uh, this evening could reveal that a lot of that has actually been uh, built up inside you for many many years, much longer than you might uh, anticipate. So, I have uh, a very 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 special guest indeed by the name of Joy Bomb, aka Ingrid White. So welcome to the show. G'day. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Oh, it's absolutely brilliant. Look, here we are in this uh, fantastic Queensland Brizzy Park. Put myself, you know, down, a, we've got a barbecue behind us. We might throw in, a, throw in a couple of snags afterwards. Well, there's plenty of mozzies out and about. Yeah, Thanks very well, much for dropping me in amongst the mozzies. I'm oh, going to get in alive. Yeah, maybe I should have <laughs> brought some uh, bit of aerogab with me, but uh, all good. We'll, um, we'll soldier on anyway. But uh, Joy Bomb, please tell me a little bit about your story. Uh, who it is you are, how it is that you came to do, what is it you do now, and uh, please enlighten me where the, where the name Joy Bomb came from too. Mate. Okay, so how I got to be where I am. <clears throat> As you said, uh, there's a long journey. So we all have emotions, we all uh, go through life with certain events, and there are certain traumatic events mm. that affect us, right. um, some more than others, and... Uh, that's how I got to be where I am as a, a life coach, a mindset strategist. So throughout school, primary school, I was bullied a lot. Right. And didn't enjoy going to primary school, not so much high school either because of the bullying. Sensitive kid. Mm-hmm. Um, just seemed to like take on all the worries of the world. Uh-huh. And I found out later that that's actually a gift. Uh-huh. When you're little and you start thinking about things and then they come true and you're like, holy crap. And then you worry about it some more, but when you get older, you realise you can harness this gift and it, you can, mm. you know, manifest. Definitely keen to hear about this. Law of attraction. Yeah. And, um, Strap yourself in, ladies love and gentlemen. It. And then I just got to be, um, I had a real drive to perform and express myself. Right. Um, and so I went off to do a Bachelor of Theatre. No so I went off way. to university and I studied theatre and had a great time as an actress and... While I was at university, unfortunately, at college, I'd been sexually assaulted. Not once, but twice throughout that period of three years. And it was that, um, that was a turning point or a catalyst for me, I guess, that I was just like, enough's enough and this sort of thing has got to stop. Um, I'd accepted it the first time and sort of went into a lot of shame and um, suppressed the experience and didn't really talk about it. And then when it happened the second time with someone completely different, a year later, I was like, no, you've got to speak up. What's the truth here and what's my truth? And um, I ended up going through a fair amount of um, counselling and then um, psychology sessions and a lot of healing. And I just kept going along to different different coaches, different mentors, different healers, um, psychologists as well, in order to be like, what's this? Um, You know, we all get to a point in our life and you think... Who am I? And why have I hit another roadblock? Mm. And that it looks easy for them over there, so why isn't it easy for me? Or why am I feeling depressed and going down in a spiral when normally I'm a really positive person? Um, and then there was another turning point where I thought to myself, 
office jobs. They're not for me, and I'd been doing them for years because I'd get offered them. With a name like Joy Bomber, <laughs> would have thought for sure an office job was right up your alley. Well, yeah, maybe as a secretary. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But, um, yeah, it was – I just didn't like getting being in walls and I knew that I had a gift and something else to express. Right. Um, love the motivational stuff. Anyway, I got to a point where um, I'd had gone through depression, anxiety. I'd cleared out a bunch of um, the stuff regarding the sexual assault. But I really wanted to change up my life. And it got to a point where I, um, I took, accepted a job on a prawn trawler. And a prawn trawler, at <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> so I went from being um, national marketer and um, franchise uh, manager, I guess, for um, a national company to, and also doing sales and marketing for magazines. Um, I had been involved in roles for events, promotions, and I was like, I need to do something different. And I'm always up for a challenge. And I got offered this role or a spot on um, a trawler, and I took it. I went out to sea for nine weeks, and there is nothing like being on a boat with another six blokes and another lady. But you're out at sea. You're in the middle of nowhere. Hmm. And it got to week five, and I was like, bloody hell, this is tough. Who put you here? And I just wanted off. Everything hurt. The sleep was shit out. (laughs) My hands hurt and I was just like, and I didn't want to get up for the next shift and I had to wake up to myself and I was like, didn't you ask for this? Sounds like a dare. And I did. I'd asked to challenge myself. I wanted to know, you know, that reserve tank. I wanted to be pushed outside my comfort zone. And so if I hadn't have been so aware, I would have just gone into the victim mentality. Oh, whoa, me. Life sucks, but I was like, Ingrid, you chose this. So it's time to rise above. What would the joy bomb do in this situation? So a bit of Uh self-talk and a few questions and, you know, not sharing when I felt shitty. Wouldn't, you know, go and infect. I'd rather, like, internalise and figure things out, therefore inspire. Right. Okay. So how... Talk me through, how did you uh, find this job? Is this something you read in the, uh, well, not the trading post, but, you know, Gumtree or uh, Seek. How does one find a trawler fisher job? Uh, You have a friend who um, is connected and wants someone who's of a positive mindset to jump on board and a doer and someone that's up for a challenge and that's me. And it was after I got off the boat that I was willing to do whatever it took to honour myself, no matter what it looked like to other people. Because before going on the boat, I had people, women and men coming up to me going, but you're a woman. It's going to be hard. Don't you know? It's long hours and you're little and it's tough work and you're just in it for the money. And if I had bought all of these projections coming at me, there's no bloody way I would have gone on that boat. Mm. But I, my answer back was, well, like, why not? Why not? And I realised they didn't know how to put me into a box. They all were trying to do their best, but I was like, I need to honour what's true for me. So um, that was what had led to coming into being a coach. I'd known that through my own experiences that I'd gone through some shitty patches Mm. and I had my own black dog day where I was, I'm ready, I'm done. I just wanted the pain in my head to stop and to stop feeling so suffocated in my body, so it was suppressed and depressed in my body. Um, Knowing that I couldn't actually go through it, I had to ask for help. 
something that's quite tough for a lot of people. And having gone through through that and then on the other side of going, I've given all of these things a go and bit by bit you shed the layer of the trauma and feeling attached to the blame, the shame, um, the guilt that I came out the other side and um, found myself in a business coaching course and we all had to come up with a name for ourselves and it had to be two words and I was like the joy bomb. And people would be like, hey, hey, boom, because I had so I have so much energy. Right, right. And I'm like, the joy bomb fits. Yeah. And so it was that, and I, I coach because I know it's possible for other people to go through trying times, testing times, mm-hmm. and to come out resilient, on top, rising above, and to transform their pain into power. God, God, I've been uh, having a bit of a sticky beak at your, your Facebook profile. and um, I love a good stalker. Yeah, you know, and uh, I noticed you had the words, I'm so fucking done. And then it says, <laughs> ladies, it's time to change your story. Tell me about, like I can already see the, a bit of the genesis of where you've come from, but tell me a little bit more about that. Love it. So I knew at the end of last year that I needed to honour more of my story and speak up for more of what I've been through. Um And that would be sexual assault, there's depression, there's anxiety, um, abortion. And they're all really tough um, conversations for a lot of people. And a lot of people aren't ready to to go there or talk about it. And because I've done so much work on myself, I'm no longer physically attached or triggered uh, to it. So I can openly discuss. And I knew that I needed to create another program. to welcome people and invite them, women in, to share their story and to feel empowered by what they've gone through instead of running away from it. And so I had a moment where a mentor said to me, <clears throat> what's the name of the uh, the course? And I came up with something a bit woo-woo and she says, nah, it doesn't work. Go, go deeper. And so I closed my eyes and I was like, where was I at the point when I'd had enough? Mm-hmm. Like, I know what I would have said. I'm so fucking done with this bullshit. I'm done with, like, drinking to escape my problems. I'm done crying about it. I'm done feeling like a victim and feeling small. And so, therefore, I'm so fucking done. Right. Was created as the course and it resonated. And so had a bunch of women jump into it uh, back at the end of January. It's a three-month program online um, where we go through and we look at your history, what are the emotions that have been created or limiting beliefs? Right. And uh, Amazing. you'd know about a few limiting beliefs. You'd, I'm sure that there's oh, been a few judgments come your way, Shano. Oh, I had to break through many. I mean, there's, uh, <laughs> there's a whole bucket load to go. So uh, absolutely. And uh, what are you finding? I mean, that's an incredible story. So uh, thanks so much for sharing what you've shared so far. And I guess um, what are you noticing at the moment, uh, you know, going through the times that we are, uh, has that changed what you're working on? Has more boiled to the surface within people and more people more willing to reach out? How, how's the dynamic changing, if at all, based on what's going on in the world right now? Great question. I know that from what I'd seen um, and the people that were showing up and not showing up, that a lot of people went into fear for the first couple of months of the of the year. Yep. They went into fear and then in that there's a bit of panic and you go into shutdown mode and it's really survival instincts. It's, so it's very much me, just take care of and a scarcity and lack mentality can come up in that where we want to control and hold on to everything and um, in that we can lose awareness 
because we kind of go into fight or flight mode and freeze. Um, and it wasn't until we started coming out and more things were coming to surface and people were starting to question things. Uh, and even I was showing up a bit more, I suppose, once I'd figured some things out for myself and I knew what I wanted to share about that people were like, you know what, I'm done feeling like I'm being controlled. I'm done hearing these voices in my head and I'm done feeling fear and not feeling empowered. Mm. Um, And so on that, it's really about, well, what's true for you? Because there are so many stories out there. You've got media, then you've got conspiracy theorists, you've got the government and you've got a lot of information being shared. And so what I encourage people to do is, well, what do you feel is true? Because mm. we've all got our internal mm. radar, our gut. There's a second brain actually down in the gut. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping I've even just got one brain. <laughs> <laughs> Some people say three brains, isn't it? It's the head, the heart, and then the gut. Mm-hmm. I, be, I, I might be pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I got the head one. I'm pretty sure it's... <laughs> so it's all, it's all below the... Uh, all below the nipples. <laughs> Keep it above board, Shadow. Right, right. So it's it's um yeah, I've got to encourage what's true for you, and when you look at what's true for you, you then stop buying into everybody else's reality. You will start choosing things on behalf of yourself instead of the kids or your partner, mm. instead of what your parents have taught or conditioned you to to do. And yeah, you start really looking at who am I and what would I like to choose and create moving forward. It's such an important part, isn't it? Because we, uh, you know, some people might say that's a journey of uh, self-indulgence or that it's, um, you know, it's all about me, me, me. But at the end of the day, how many people out there are unhappy because they haven't sorted this out earlier in life, right? And, you know, they, they, they fit into these roles. I'm a mum, I'm a dad, I'm a teacher, I'm a whatever. And it sort of uh, never gets to blossom, right? Do you think that maybe that's why you became an actress? Do you think that's maybe why you pursued that? To Mate, I'm a middle child. <laughs> right. I needed some spotlight on me. Uh, That's why I became an actress. <laughs> well, you got a spotlight on me. <laughs> Finally. It's the the actress thing. It's I'm, I'm very expressive and I love to share and I love to teach. And that's partly the actress and the coach right. is to what do I know and how can I connect? How can I engage and how can I contribute? And How cool questions are those? Yeah, and when you were talking about a lot of people, um, you know, they have all this stuff going on and they think it might be indulgent or selfish mm. to put themselves first. I get a lot of mums or dads coming towards me and it's there at the end where they're like, I'm done putting everyone else first, I'm not feeling well. And they, they're tired of feeling tired and they're also disappointed and sad that, and even frustrated that they've lost who they are. Because they've not been indulgent or selfish. Right. And we must be selfish in order to have wellness, yeah. in order to be healthy. Because an emotion like anger, for example, four minutes of it can last in the body for up to five hours. Wow. Now, if you think about a moment when you've been frustrated, pissed off, cranky. Got plenty. <laughs> I bet you. Bucket loads. <laughs> so if, if, if four minutes adds up to five hours. Is that an accumulative thing? So if I look at, you know, if I had the shits with me mate Bazza because, you know, he forgot to spot me the other half of the carton of VB, you know, I was pissed at, the, pissed at him for a couple of hours. What does that add up to? A bloody long time. Right. So if you think about feeling 
if if an apple, for example, were to feel anger for five hours, you could imagine it would start to rot. Right. Same in in our body. Our cells, they start to to rot, so to speak. And this is how we cause and create physiological diseases in the body. You have anger in you for long enough and it will lead to heightened cholesterol and heart attack. Sadness, enough of that, and we'll become depressed. So how what what is the process? So you, you you know you've identified your story is incredible by the way. Like it's obviously you know, you're coming from the heart. You've got a, a genuine mission, and you know your your target audience, and it's clearly you know it's kicking some serious goals. What? How do you? And kick some serious butt. And kick some serious ass. <laughs> Hear that, guys? If you need your ass kicked. Handheld ass kicked. Uh, what? Handheld ass kicked. I do like that. Yeah. How do, you, how do you, what's the process? How, how do we uncover this? How do we start to look under the hood and find out what on earth's going on and, and, and what to do about it? It's a great metaphor to look under the hood because it's exactly what we do. We have like a warning light that comes up on the dash and it's like red light, red light. And you think, oh shit, if that's on the car, then you're like, well, I've got to book it in for a service. Right. We so often ignore it for ourselves and we're like, oh, I'll push through, I'll push through until it comes to breaking point. And then you've got to look in under the hood and generally it'll be like a doctor or a medical Whereas what I would do, I go in and ask you a bunch of questions. We, I start digging and I start looking for the gold nuggets. Where did you get tripped up? What are the limiting beliefs you've bought into? For example, I'm not good enough or I care what other people think mm. or um, what's another one? I'm not feeling worthy. Mm. Um, and then we, I have a look for what are the emotions that might be attached to these sorts of things? And it could be like, well, I'm not feeling good enough. And I, therefore, I fear success. And, and I'm, I'm annoyed and frustrated that I fear success because I know somewhere inside me that I'm capable. And so, therefore, I feel sad that I'm not even accessing or reaching my potential. And so I, would, I ask a series of questions to find out exactly what's going on for you. And then I use certain techniques whether that's timeline therapy, NLP, hypnosis, um, whatever I need to use in the toolbox. I also do energy clearings. I've been doing that for well, I noticed you brought some pretty uh, funky stuff down with you. I don't know where that fits into the equation. But that's, uh, well, I just wasn't sure what the energy would be like here and whether I'd have to smudge you out, uh, Shano. That's what that is. I thought maybe you uh, <laughs> took my, uh, you know, my name and my title as uh, a uh, indication that I was into certain things, but that's cool. We can... We can uh, <laughs> And this is a love rock. This is rose quartz right. to encourage uh, some energy of love. Right. And then I, I love to wear my crystals and whatever feels good for you, right? Absolutely. Mm. So that I use a whole a whole range, but it's uh, whatever is required to to get in there, pull out that weed, right. so it stops growing and stops tripping you up. Yeah, amazing. Mm. It's like it's because it's not all strategy at the end of the day. I mean, if I wanted to be a superstar businessman or entrepreneur or whatever I'm, I could go in and get an MBA I could go and uh, find out the strategies and the you know and the language but you know what would be my chances if I'm holding on to all this garbage from the past of being successful but I don't know well there's a lot of people in business that come to me because they're like I've got the tools right. and I've got strategies and systems in place but there's still something holding me back. Same thing happened for me before I even launched my first online program. I was like, why the hell am I not doing it? My partner kept saying, just launch it already. You know you're good at what you do. And I'm like, I know, but there's something invisible here. And it's literally like, what the fuck? I, 
what is holding you back? And I ended up hearing a limiting belief in my head. It was, I don't need money. Hmm. Now, if you've got a limiting belief like that spinning around in your head, are you going to launch a course? Probably not. You're going to attract money and people paying, you know, to receive and clear out their shit. Right. So I'm not going to launch it if I've got that belief going on in my head. I'll right. just be like, oh, I'll wing it. I'm lucky. Things always come to me anyway. Mm. So clear out that limiting belief. And then I was on fire. I was like, right, here I am. I'm so excited. I'm committed. I'm showing up. Are you? Let's go. And oh. so, yeah, get it out. And this is a thing you can have all the strategies and, and support under the sun um, and all the systems in place. But if you've got some, a, a story going around in your head and that's the thing that holds you back and, or a conflict, I want success, but I'm not really sure I'm ready to receive it. Yeah, wow. You're not really going to achieve the results that you are looking for. And they don't teach us this stuff in school, do they? I mean, at the end of the day, it's... You know, it's not having a crack at the education system at all. I mean, we wouldn't be able to read and write without it, but I guess it's just a case of, you know, we don't look at this, the belief side of the house, do we? We just, it's like you've either got it or you don't. Because mm. I imagine there's... Or you're people. right or you're wrong. Right, yeah. You know, it's black and white type stuff. And I'm sure there's some people out there who are heaps, heaps successful with or without this sort of stuff, but maybe they were already on the right trajectory. But for blokes like myself and other people that you coach, there's more work to be done. There's more going on underneath the hood, as it were. <laughs> needs to be addressed. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think too with the schooling system that it's important. Uh, however, we're not shown to think really for ourselves. Like what are the possibilities? It's like there's a right or a wrong answer here. Right. And there's no grey or rainbows. It's this is it, this is fact or not. And it's either you follow our system and that's right, or you don't, and therefore you're a rebel and you're doing something wrong and it's right. probably going to be hard out there for yeah, you. Yeah. And it causes a lot of stress and strain and it's tough for kids. You know, I remember being grade 11 and 12 and they were, kids were in tears because they were terrified that they weren't going to get the marks to get them into uni. We go to uni and <laughs> do we use the degrees? Maybe, maybe Awful not. Yeah. But the stuff under the hood, it's got to be addressed so that the car can run because you can have a great car there, but if you've got the wiring a bit mixed up in that computer of that engine yep. and it doesn't fire properly, mm. you're not going anywhere real fast. Amazing. And what what's sort of the... At the back end, once people have sort of gone through, you've put them through the ringer, you've done all your... Um, you know, you've waved your, your magic wand on all cool stuff that you've learned over the years. What... Um, what happens off the back of it? Is it is it peace of mind? Is it continuing normal life but just easier? Is it just you know opening up new doors of creativity or all of the above? What what kind of stuff happens? D all of the above. D yeah yeah. It. So it is all of the above. Uh, the the very first thing would be um, immediately people feel light. Right. They just go oh my god! Literally the weight has just. The weight of the world, the weight of the, the, the pressures, the expectations, the judgments. I don't feel it anymore. And they're like, oh, I'm in my body. I can really feel me. And then their head's quiet. And they're like, it could be the first time in years for a lot of people where they're like, I'm not hearing any. I'm not hearing stories. I'm not hearing judgments. It's space. This is cool. Um, and then it's confidence. Right. There's a lot of confidence. And then people are energized. Because when you're in an emotion, whether that be sadness, guilt, hurt, sh feeling a lot of shame, they're heavy and they're low vibrational uh, emotions 
and we don't they don't allow for clarity. So when we're in it, it's literally overwhelming and you can only see through the eyes of, well, I'm hurt or I'm feeling shame. So, you know, block, put your barriers up and put your blinkers on so that I don't attract any more in. And there's no clarity there. And we're not looking for possibilities. And there goes our awareness and our creativity. So remove these emotions that are clogging you up or overwhelming you. Pull out the limiting beliefs and change them so that they're now an empowering one. Like, I am capable and I've got this. And then you're like, I've, I'm focused and ready to take action. Um, so there's clarity, there's confidence, there's certainty yep. for who we are and going out there and... Making it happen. Yeah, and speaking up and willing to be seen. Right, that's the biggest thing, isn't it? Because, like, there's this, especially here in Aussie, you know, it's like tall poppy syndrome. You know, mm. don't stand out from the herd, don't... Uh, you know, um, stay in your lane, all that sort of stuff. And I just think that it has, it has its limitations, doesn't it? I'm kind of curious, how would you approach another bloke about this sort of stuff? Like if I was to go up onto the construction site with me mates, you know, me scaffy mates, because there's lots of them that would have this sort of stuff. How do I approach, um, you know, this topic without being called, a, you know, a Nancy boy or, or paid off like this? It, I can imagine that if it's um, someone like yourself talking to another lady, it might be an easier uh, conversation. But uh, how do you find blokes approach this thing and what would be the best way to approach a bloke who's having these challenges? Amazing question. And I have actually have a lot of male clients. Right, right. Um, it's pretty simple, really. A limiting belief doesn't discriminate. Mm. And nor do the emotions. Like we've all been through a traumatic event. We've all had something that's affected us, whether it was a heartbreak, whether someone was cheated on, whether um, you got ripped off, whether you just like there was some sort of loss in your life. Um, The way it gets brought up, I listen. Mm. And if, if I find that there's someone that's willing to share or they're like, oh, you know, I'm feeling stressed and I'm like, cool, what's that about? Oh, you know, um, it's work. Oh, yeah, well, what's going on at work? And just asking some questions and allow the person to open up, crack a beer. Bloody love a beer. Where are the beers tonight, Shado? Right there, I know, right? <laughs> and when you, when you open up and it's just like it's just a conversation and when it's – if it's not weird and it's not weird, this is life. Right. And we all go through times where things are tough. Because we're creatures of emotions, right? And we're creatures of habit. And that's another thing I would look at. Like, does this, does it, you know, going to this job, does it serve you anymore? Is it actually ticking your boxes? Mm. Are you getting fulfillment there? No, I'm not. Have you looked at something else? No, why not? Is there a fear there? And this is the way I would dig down it. So, well, I don't know, maybe, I guess so. And I'm like, cool, what would you say the fear would be if you would know? Right. Maybe I fear rejection. Maybe I fear failing. So I'll just stick to what I know and stick in my box and stick to what's comfortable. Well, how's that working out for you? Does it feel comfortable? No, it doesn't. It sucks. So it's like, okay, well, what's the emotion that might be attached to that? So I just dig down and have a look and explore and that's it. It's a convo and it's a willingness and you've got to be ready to want to change it. Right. And we get there when we get there. And that's, you know, where I'm so fucking done comes in. It's just like, I'm done. And I would work one-on-one. I work one-on-one mostly with males and females often. Um, some of them enjoy working one-on-one with me. Others enjoy the group space yep, yep. as well as individual. Um, but, yeah, hold the hand and 
kick them up the butt to get this thing out. But it's also there's support and there's love and no judgment because if someone had looked back at me when I was wallowing my shit and feeling like a victim and it was all in my – the stuff, the voices were in my head and I was feeling it in my body but – you know, we don't know the right person to go to or the right way to tackle it. Right. Um, you can, you f- it can feel like a judgment when someone's saying, just let it go. Yeah. Or just go and see someone about it. And you're like, so ah, yeah. if I could let it go, I would. But how do you do that? Right. So it's, and eventually people get ready. And so we've got to love them until they get there. But it would also be about not uh, encouraging the story. Because we'll go on, haven't we? And it would be the story of I can't do this or I'm not good enough. It's just like I believe that you are and, you know, when you're ready. So it's a readiness and a willingness to change something and if not, it's cool. It's have fun. have what you have and, yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, this doesn't have to be about, you know, going from taking someone, you know, like myself to, you know, someone who, uh, you know, owns a Gulfstream jet and, uh, you know, you know, travels all around the world and is financially free in six months time like this can just be about getting some you know some enrichment and some ownership and some self-reflection and some creativity back in your life i mean just that alone would be hugely beneficial for anyone out there right and just even to sleep at night right without having the head ticking around going ah shit gotta go back to that job tomorrow or i failed or I'm, you know, still bringing up the past. And so what we, what I do is I, I stop bringing the past into the future. Right. So that you stop creating the habits and stop pulling the shit towards you and you're like, I know I'm worthy of success and I know I can have it because I've had it before in the past. Right. So why am I not having it now? And so I just get you to stop playing the old story. So that, yeah, you can feel lighter, freer, clearer, and you're right. It doesn't have to be for anything Huge. It could just be to feel well. Right, right. Mm. What would you be your best piece of advice for uh, someone out there who's listening to this or just anyone who's had this sort of thing on their mind um, about making the effort, you know, about reaching out to someone like yourself, you know, uh, you know, pushing through whatever resistance they may have internally to sort of blow the lid on this sort of stuff and start doing the work? Because I imagine it's scary, right? <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, right. yeah everyone... Um, that's a lie. It's not everyone. There is a common um, con- misconception that, oh, shit, I don't want to open up Pandora's box. And Joy Bomb, you d- there's not enough time to go through all my problems. And I laugh and because it can be done and handled really quick. It's like, do you choose to stay standing on the hot stones because you know what the hot stones feel like? Or when you look over there and you're like, the grass looks really green. But I don't know, that grass looks like it's prickly. Is it going to stab me? Like, what if it hurts more than this? And it's like, trust yourself. When we get to a point of, do you trust you? And could you be okay with having what you have now and being where you're at now for another 12 months? Another six months, another five years. Would you be okay with what you're seeing and what's being created, what's showing up for you? If not, and... Are you willing to change it? It's a yes or a no. Are you willing to trust yourself to jump out and onto the green grass and go for something? Now, thing about the ego and the mind, ego is important. It's there. It's like a little um, warning system and it keeps us, you know, in check. Right. Let's have a look at some things. 
But there's a difference when, when fear and red flags show up. It's like you could be standing on an edge and you're like, oh, don't jump. Like that's terrifying. Like, or don't touch that hot plate. Yep. That's hot. Don't do that and you're going to hurt yourself. However, when we go into looking at investing in ourselves or choosing something that we could feel uncertain about because we've never done it before or like what's it going to look like if I choose this and what are people going to think? What's more important, your own mental health and your own well-being or what everybody else has been thinking which has been what's been playing out? 100%. Hit the nail on the head right there. I heard it well put once that uh – we spend the first third of our lives worrying what everybody thinks about us. We spend the second uh, third of our life not worrying what everybody thinks about us. We spend the last third of our lives realising no one was even thinking about us to begin with. It's right. perfect, right. yes. So true. Anyway. But we all have to go through it. And we do. We're going through it and, you know, I'm seeing that they're younger and younger and they're getting, ah, oh, it's not working for me, I'm willing to change it. And they're risk takers and guess what? It's paying off for them. And so they end up having less problems because they're willing to deal with it sooner. Right. Mm. Incredible. And look, I, you know, as I said, had a bit of a facey stalk uh, a bit earlier on and I've sort of been following a bit of your journey. You've done a lot of stuff, met Julia Bishop. Uh, is that right? Yeah. What was all that about? Oh, I just saw her. I was in um, Circular Quay in uh. Sydney on one of my travels and I'm not shy. So I just saw her and I'm like, all right. And I just ran up to her and said, can I get a photo, please? She's like, absolutely. So turn the phone around, grab a selfie. Saw Molly Meldrum when I was in Thailand. Got up to him. There's been many a comedian where I've been at the shows and I see them coming out. And that's the thing too. So instead of a photo bomb, it's a joy bomb. Oh, it's a joy bomb. Do they know how lucky they are? Look at me. They should be so lucky. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that... I never had a problems approaching guys at a bar either because I would look at the person, you could think, oh, they're really popular or they're really attractive. Uh, and then I think if everyone shot, um, shied away from approaching that person, they'd have no bloody friends. Right. We all need someone to like yeah. talk to or connect with and so I'm just like, what's your story? Is that something you find yourself coaching people on as well, some women, about that sort of anxiety and that lack of self-worth potentially about, you know, the dating scene, about finding a mate, about being in a relationship? Is that something that comes up? (laughs) It does come up. And actually, I have uh, a lot of women that come through um, their transformational journey with me and they're like either in right at the cusp of this relationship isn't quite working for me, but I'm not quite strong enough yet or certain that I want to jump and leave. is there something else? And I'm like, well, look, is there another straw yet to go that would break the camel's back? Right. Is this for you? Mm. But it's w- getting to know yourself first. Mm. Who am I? What do I believe in? And when you get really clear on yourself, the rest of your reality shows up because your values realign. And therefore, once we all operate from our values, right. um, once you go, you know what? My values are knowledge or adventure or um, experience and the, or truth. And if you've got a partner that doesn't align with those and it comes pretty clear that we're not a match. Mm, right. So I can imagine why, as you said from the beginning, understanding who you are so you know who to be in a relationship. So I imagine people will put, put masks on. Yeah. They'd be who they think their partner wants them to be. And funny story on that, I actually went on a dating show. Oh, really? A reality, a reality no dating show. Yeah, yeah. I knew I invited you on to <laughs> Shano, the Bogan Life Coach podcast for a reason. Please go on. 
So I found that um, years and years ago when I was living in Melbourne, I'd been single for I think it was five years or so and oh, and I was like, okay, might have been a few less than that, but friends of mine had all jumped on RSVP. This is well before Tinder. Right. And so they're on RSVP and, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to jump on this too and it was fun, but I wasn't meeting my match and then I realised I was judging these guys. I'm judging, I can't see your face because you've got sunnies on. Oh, you can't spell, I'm judging you on that. And I'm like, Ingrid, when the hell are you going to get a date? And by the time that they finally qualified with me, I'd get a date and I'm like, nah, didn't align. Anyway, and I, uh, we were, friends of mine were watching um, this dating show called uh, Dating in the Dark. And it was hilarious. And they were like, you'd be great on this. And I was like, I don't know about that. And then I was like, oh, maybe I could just give it a go. Like, well, I was always taught at uni, like for actors that uh, reality TV stars take the actor's job away. And I was like, who cares? Let's give it a go. I um, got through the auditions, had a lot of fun. Didn't tell them I was an actor because I didn't want to be judged on that. (laughs) Um, And they said to me, why you want to be on the show? I'm like, because I keep judging everybody. And if you put me in a dark room and I can't see anyone, I can only take them on their personality. I can only take them on what they're presenting. Right. So it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and it's prepared you for it's situations st- like this. It's still out there on YouTube. Doing podcasts in the dark, getting eaten by mozzies. So you've, mm. you've done well. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned uh, approaching people in the bar earlier. Um I saw also you're you're a bar practitioner. What um oh. what kind of drinks do you serve? <laughs> That's hilarious. So uh, yeah, I um there's an energy healing. It's called the bars from Access Consciousness. Right. And while I did actually work at bars for quite some time, this other thing, the bars, is like a, a, an energy energy healing whereby I would put my hands on certain points on their head yep. and get these bars to run. So there is 32 points on their head. If you could imagine like your temples, 1.2. If you had like an imaginary bar here, I just place my fingers on this bar and I get this bar to run. So the bars are uh, communication, um, love, kindness, um, gratitude, peace and calm, structure, hopes and dreams, money, creativity. And when you get these bars to run, it's literally like – if there were a point of view that you bought into, let's say it was money's hard and I'm running this bar and it just dissipates and falls away. And a lot of people, it's you're on a massage table. So it sort of feels like you're having a massage as well as a clean out, so to speak. So it's, um, yeah, it's like a real spring clean go in and a lot of attachments that are held in the body um, float away. Literally. Literally pop out. Get that shit out of here. Little flicks and nudges and I've had pe- bodies on the, the bed like worms. It's um, lifting up. I've had people with uh, that have suppressed um, traumatic events or even like their dog have, has passed and right. they've held it or they've had a child pass and somehow they've pulled that entity into the body and... They've had a session and it's been released. There's been a bit of coughing and splattering and a few tears. And then they're like, holy crap, I'm so light. And I've got some space in my body. And now I can actually still have that connection with that being without having to hold it in my body. Right. It's pretty amazing. I've been called uh, by a prior client that um, I did exorcisms. And I'm like, please do not 
Do not advertise that because I don't do exorcisms. I just help to remove and shift out entities if there be any. Joy Bomb really is. Joy Bomb Coaching Services really are a uh, all service organisation. That's for sure. Bomb, get it, get it out. Yeah. You certainly have a very, very rich background. Look, how can someone get a hold of you if, 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 um, if and when someone listening to this goes, "Gee, I, I need to get me, send me, get me some of that," or I know someone who does. How on earth do people get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me on Facebook. So yep. I've got my Facebook page, The Joy Bomb. Um, the Joy Bomb being Joy Bomb is one word. Also yep. on Insta, Instagram um, with The Joy Bomb. Um, yeah, so if they want to reach out to me on either page um, or it's thejoybomb at gmail.com, they can shoot me an email there. But, yeah, I'm happy to give my details to you, Shano, so long as you just don't keep stalking me. Don't, uh, don't turn me out <laughs> on some uh, some dating app. <laughs> just, just kidding, just yanking your chain. Look, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you Thank for you having so me. Thank you so much been great. Uh, for uh, sharing your time with us, uh, for putting up with, um, I think, half of Southeast Queensland's mosquitoes here tonight. You've done so, so well. And uh, maybe some of this has is, is, is scared them off, so you, you, brought the, you brought the right thing with Get you. the woo-woo stick out to sage them. Look, let's get home. Let's have some uh, dinner. I would love to um, see you on the show some stage down the path. Cheers, Shano. Thanks for having me. Legend. Catch you next time. <laughs>